Inspiration Nation. Hello, Lee Kemp here again with Joe Neuer. Hello, Joe. Hey, Lee. How's it going? How are you keeping? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. Um, thank you once again for being with us. Um, engagement across social media platforms, feedback we're getting from people continues to grow. It's really positive to see that people are taking stuff from this podcast and we want to keep delivering this for you. Um, Joe, any feedback you've had recently? Yeah, I keep getting the feedback, all things about people wanting to improve, people look, listen to podcasts in terms of things that they're taking away with them. And I just want to continue that. Just let us know what you'd like to talk about as well. So we can always use those as subject matter. So always feel free to email us and we'll be more than happy to potentially do a podcast around that type of subject. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. Um, don't forget to leave us those five-star reviews. Um, and if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to tell people about it and spread the word of the Inspiration Nation. Absolutely. Sounds great, that does. So, um, Joe, what are we talking about today? So I know the podcast set up control, so it's about really knowing about what you can and what you can't control. So this is defined as the power to influence or direct people's behaviour or the course of events. So we've got to recognise in ourselves, as this definition says, we've got to recognise what we can and can't control. What we can control in reality is only ourselves people have this misconception that they can control their children they can control their co-workers control their spouses control family members whoever they might be as i just said some but ultimately those people have free will once they're outside your room or your you know with you they will do you know they will do whatever they want to do so you can only control you and your actions. That's really what we're talking about. And Stephen Covey does a brilliant piece in this in this uh, piece of work. He's done, um, he calls it the, the circles of concern and influence. Um, so if you imagine three circles, imagine a dart, uh, not a dartboard, more like a target board. Um, if you imagine an archery board, and, and uh, like they've got the gold piece in the middle, yeah. that's you. And then you've got an outer circle, I think it's a white, a white outer circle, and then there's a blue one, I think. But if you imagine those colours, imagine those three circles, and you really are the centre circle around the control. That's all you can control. The other two circles uh, might be family members or co-workers or managers above managers, etc. And as you go out with the circle, the less, less, you know, con- less influence you have, really. Um, so really, when we talk about control, it's you. You can only control you, nothing else. So where we say control on this, show, this very much is, it's not about how you gain control or skills to take control. This is about how you, in your head, manage the things you haven't got control over um, and how you deal with that. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's why it's called, you know, circles, you can say circles of control, circles of influence, because the more you go out from that inner circle... Yeah, that's that's what's happening. You know, you can't. You know, those people have got, they're going to do what they they're going to do what they're going to want to do. And it's not about controlling people. It's about it's about if you need people to do things, how you put that across to people, how you influence them, how they can see the benefit of it. Um, you know, what is it going to add to them in a really authentic and true way that helps them grow? So that's how you get you know get people to to essentially carry out instructions. If you're a manager or a leader, for instance, or if you're in a coaching session, how, you know, how someone's going to follow their plan is their plan. They take responsibility. So that's down to them. Um, and the outcomes you know, are down to them and not you. Um, and that's a really important thing to take away from that. So to help, you know, for, for people listening right now, um, if you want to do this little exercise, obviously you don't have to, you can literally do it, you can do it in your head. But I've, I found this really useful in the past when you've done it with me, Joe, where you've mm-hmm. literally got me to draw that circle on a piece of paper, 
put myself in the middle, then talk through other influences, other things in my life. And like you said, you start putting the peripherals where they are. So I think you described it. You've got, say, you've got yourself in the middle and really that's the only thing you have full control over is yourself, Mm. how you see things, how you react to things. Mm. Then in that next, the white archery circle, if you like, is all the the indirect things, I suppose, if I'm saying that right. So would you say, like you said, family members, people you work with, people who work for you, people who you can influence i suppose yeah. and then the outer circle is more those intangible things that you really have no control no influence over they impact your life mm. and they're there but you can't do anything about them yeah so let's be topical yeah. brexit none of us can control that yeah. it's all we see about right now it's causing lots of stress for people people trying to build plans around it and that's you know that's an extreme tongue-in-cheek if well, you like true. example but it's really there and there's lots of those sort of things so you know what what goes on in the infrastructure where you work, things in your local environment, lots of things that affect you, but actually you react to them. You can't control them. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, myself included, before you started doing some of this stuff with me, I would I would build up a lot of stress, I suppose, around those things in the outer circles because I wanted to control them, but I couldn't. And, mm. you know, you can tie yourself in knots trying to control those things that you can't do anything about. And I think since you got me to look at life in that way i find you know i have a lot less stress because i'm able to internalize thoughts about those things in a lot better way mm. where yeah. i simply cannot control those things yeah. i mean you gave if it's right time to talk about you yeah. gave a great example earlier where there was an experiment with with adults and children which yeah, i don't yeah. know if you want to talk people yeah. through yeah so the, i think it's on the bbc actually it's a, it's a local network we've got here on, on television and they had an experiment where they would put um, adults in a room with children. Obviously, it could be their, their, their children, their, their daughters, sons, whatever. And what they said, they had a load of sweets on the table in the middle of the, of the room. And they said, don't touch them. Don't, they're not for you. You know, not allowed to go near them. And as soon as those adults left the room, not all the children, but some of the children would take the sweets and eat them. And the funny thing is, when they asked them, they actually recorded them, when they asked them, did you, did you take any sweets off the table? They would tell, say them, no, we didn't. But when they played the footage back, of course, you know, some of them did take the sweet. So, you know, it, and this is the same in our lives. So, if you're a leader, for instance, you need people to turn certain tasks. They're not always going to do what you're going to do. And maybe it's, maybe why it's because the message, the way it was delivered. There could be lots of different things, or there could be other agendas at play. And really, Lee, you hit the nail on the head because if you, if you worry about the outcomes, you're wasting a lot of mental energy, which you could actually put towards thinking about, okay, so how can I influence this situation rather than trying to control? Because you're going to lose that belt every single day. Absolutely. And I think, so that's the thing I took from, I think that's a brilliant example as well, because like you say, Mm -hmm. as much as as a parent, you can have that direct authority over Mm -hmm. the child. As soon as they're out of your eye line, they can do what they want. And Mm -hmm. it's that acceptance of how you influence, I suppose, that balance of right and wrong, rather Mm -hmm. than use, you know, what is... I would say it's an old-fashioned type of command and control view of the world where people yeah. do what you say because of an authority, not yeah. because you've enlightened them or, you know, shaped the behaviours or whatever mm. it is to, to, you know, kind of, again, using the right word, influence how mm. people think rather than control what they think about things. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I've got I've got children and, you know, now they're getting older and, and, and even then, when they were younger, you were just sort of just trying to sort of guide them and, you know, you do have to tell them certain things because they're growing, but... Now that you know an older age, you know I can't control what they do. They're going to go out and they're going to they're going to do. All I can do is instill things and talk with them and guide them. 
um, and give them you know guidance as to what what would benefits what the benefits are and those are the things that I'll take with them um, and I've been really fortunate because you know my children are doing, doing great I'm really proud of them and so that comes from trusting people as well you know trusting people to get on with what what you're talking about uh, whether you're a leader whether you're a parent um, you know whether you're a trainer whether you're a coach um, Absolutely. Again, like a lot of things, it impacts every area of life. And, mm. you know, and, and as is a big theme of, of these podcasts, a lot of this is about what you yourself um, can do to deal with everything that's going mm. around you and help develop yourself and do the best thing. And from a stress perspective and um, what absolutely saps your energy and your thoughts can be trying to control those things you have no mm. control over whatsoever. And that's that's really part of the big message from today is yeah. about letting go of that need for control um, and actually where you are focusing your energy on that word and on control it's about you yourself and how you deal with things and how you choose to react to what people are doing i suppose yeah definitely i agree with you and how you choose to react is a really big one because yeah. if you're asking for a specific outcome and you don't get the outcome how do you feel yeah if you don't get the outcome you feel oh mega, yes mega stress because you didn't get the outcome you desired but that it's letting go in that and saying actually what what has happened and then if you if you focus your energy on that outcome then you can have less energy to deal with the outcomes if that makes sense um so you're going to have if you don't focus on the energy on the outcomes then you get that piece of information that actually didn't happen how i thought it was going to happen then you have the energy because you didn't waste your energy wasting your energy on the outcomes you now got energy to deal with that outcome and discuss with these people again what you think should happen and why didn't it happen the way you, it should have happened and then you can go into those deeper conversations around that and you're in those deeper conversations you're asking what was the reason you didn't carry that out what was the reason you, and those are deeper more meaningful conversations and that's more likely to get the outcome you desire but again you let go of that because you give that person responsibility to make sure they carry that out and the benefits that shows to them and it always about really an illusion and shattering that illusion of control because we do have that. Absolutely. It's almost like Matrix X, if I might Matrix X, if I might say that, you know, where we think we have control. We absolutely don't. And I think we just gotta break that myth a That's little it. bit. And I think once once you come to terms with that in your head, you can start reacting things in the right way. There's mm -hmm. um a really good thing in that kind of area that that I have as a kind of a tool, if you like, um comes from to give out a a free plug as we like to do it comes from a book called the chimp paradox i don't know if you're aware of this joe by um professor stephen peters yeah. it's a really really good book uh, lots of good stuff that i personally have taken from it and one of them is about the difference between um should and could mm -hmm. so where we get back to the control thing again and kind of likening back to your examples there on you know you've set someone objective have they haven't they done it you can quite easily go to well they should have done that and because they haven't creates quite a forceful negative reaction on mm. what, what that person has or hasn't done um, whereas actually if you reframe it and it's they could have done that but they chose not to and they did it in a different way it just it helps you you deal with things a lot better and I, you know, I i use that myself a lot when people you know people who you know in in my work report into me or peers or people just completely outside of that and just other people who influence what i do mm. rather than thinking they should have done this mm -hmm. I think they could have done that mm. and see that they chose another path. And by in, by taking away that instant, I suppose, it should have control and moving it to influencing in could, it makes it a lot a lot easier to um to kind of internally deal with that that response and that outcome again. I think if that really, makes sense. Yeah, we really made a really good example. And 
And that's how you, you need you need to find a way that works for you, don't you? And I think that book is great, and I have read it, and it's it's fantastic. In fact, maybe I should go back and reread that because I really like that, and it is about reframing that piece of work for yourself, reframing the world through a different perception. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. That's the bit you truly have control on is how you think and how you feel mm. about things, and and you can make those choices to shape those things in the right way. I would totally agree with you. And uh, again, all this all this is just leaning to you and to make you more aware of it because before you listen, you may not have been aware of that. Actually, I can I can control so I can't. You might be now be aware. So, when we roll these types of things out, like um, you know, we get hung up on the outcomes. Like we're recording this podcast, we don't know how you're going to react to this podcast. Hopefully, we want it to be a favourable outcome. All we can do is give you tricks and tips, and and hopefully you will take something away with you that that you think will be beneficial, and you'll let us know. Um, if you don't, please let us know. Still let us know because I think it's still valuable because we can still. You know, we can still improve, etc. But part of that piece is that we have to let this podcast go out into the internet and we don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. We can only, yeah, put out what's there, you know, likening back to previous weeks, like yeah. our, our authentic self and yeah. see what happens. Oh, I like that. that. Nice little reference there to uh, episode uh, three, I think it was, yes. wasn't it? Um, so, yeah. Um, so it's just really looking at that. And, and again, as you do things, it's making sure that we do talk about these things and make sure that we do become aware and do these exercises so all the things we talked about you know all those sort of previous tricks and tips we talked about is is recording these things maybe writing it down and ask yourself questions about what do i actually really control you know making that a reality check for yourself you know if you've got you know if you if you're married or you've got a partner you know, do you control them ask your question you know you don't control them they have their own you know mind and they will do what they want to do um, when they're on their own so it's really what you do when you're on your own. And that's another thing, you know, where you might you might have had this situation where someone has given you an instruction, you haven't done it because you disagree with something. So maybe put yourself in the other situation and put yourself in the other on the other side, like in an empathic way and say, actually, I didn't do what they said. So that might be more evidence for you to say, well, actually, I don't control it because I didn't say it. I didn't do what that person asked me to do. So again, all these types of awareness pieces you can do to make... To, to see that actually in reality we only can control ourselves what we do our behaviors our actions how we interact with people so this is all really important in how we go around the world and you know, go about our worlds and uh, making sure that you know we don't physically go out to control people we can only do good and again going out with the good intentions always important as well right joe i want to take a quick moment here just to mention jn coaching technologies this is the website of joe his bread and butter is coaching that is what he does um if you stick jn coaching technologies into your search engine it will take you to his website there are loads of great materials you can read lots of tips and tricks loads of videos some fantastic content there and don't forget again this is what joe does it is coaching if you want to engage joe in his coaching services you can contact him through his website that again is jn coaching technologies unleashing the power of potential okay so what we've got to make sure is we you know we're looking at control and things like this when we think about control we were projecting into the future so you make a plan you talk to someone but the most important thing is to focus on the process so when you want to you know you want sort of different results from the things you want to do focus on the process of what what plan are you making you know how does it engage with that person the person you're engaging with you know, who are you engaging with? What's their style? And Lee revealed in episode three that it was quite a driver type personality. So how do you appeal to that type of person to influence them? We're talking about circles, aren't we? So how do how do I get my message across in a way that would 
maybe inspire Lee from my point of view or get him to have a specific outcome for what he wants to do. Talking his language, I suppose, is what I'm talking about. So do you want an insight into my head there where you asked that question, yeah, Joe? And I think, you know, in a kind of an overarching way, if you were speaking to me, I think it's all about the result. I think you'd be talking about what, you know, what are we trying to achieve? What does that look like? What does success look like? Very outcome focused in what we're looking to do and I think if you were pitching when when people pitch things to me in that way that really strikes of me and immediately my head can go to right how do we do this how do we go just because of my personality type it's all driven on results so that's mm-hmm. what speaks to me flip side of that is if something's being pitched to me and it's a bit um waffly isn't the right word that sounds quite negative but if it's if it's less structured if it's a bit more theoretical um, if there's no clear definition for what success looks like within that, I think those sort of things are less likely to speak to me because I don't I don't like dealing in vague outcomes. I like like that clear certain direction. Mm-hmm. Which and again, no, neither one is good or is bad. Mm-hmm. I just know as for me personally, if people were to pitch to me, or more so if I was to pitch to someone who identifies having the same sort of personality mm-hmm. type as me, I would try and make it as concise and outcome focused as possible but then there are people who you know people who are more reflective i suppose to go to the Mm. other end of the spectrum who would probably be very very put off if they were to get quite a directive pitch given to them because actually they like more time to consider they Mm. like to, to look at more of what the options are and i think for me personally i change my structure and i wouldn't want to put someone off if i knew they weren't that sort of person if that makes sense yeah it does actually well that's tailoring it to that audience i suppose yeah and and we've known each other for for a few years haven't we and so we so i know these and i can tell like his body language i'm quite visual talking about sort of styles and i can tell when he's not feeling great comfortable actually um you know when he came to do the podcast so we got to do a podcast rituals we've got a little ritual i won't tell what it is we've got a little ritual that would be something maybe we could review at some point but he you know he i can see there's a little bit of tense going on so i, I can recognize what's going on and with drivers and things like that that's, that's exactly what we're talking about we're talking about you know, pitching it at the right level and i'll just ask you a question so you got on board with all this inspiration nation didn't you I and mean, i've been doing it for about was it five months and yeah. then so how so talk us through how you felt motivated to get involved um I think for me with this, I'm starting to see some of what you're achieving with this. So you got me to start looking at your videos, the, the success that was around them. Mm. Um, I knew what you were looking, you know, where you wanted to go with this. And your you know, aim is to get more people involved, get more people listening, build up a bigger... I said audience is the right word for the podcast, but mm. the podcast didn't exist then. So just a larger base of people that you could help spread the influence to mm. i suppose um and when we started talking about that it just started to uh, trigger more and more ideas in my head about what that could look like how that could go yeah. i think we were out in our favorite nondescript <laughs> pub um, where we started to formulate ideas and got yeah. quite excited and it kind of it kind of grew from there yeah and uh, and as i say yeah i mean and now look where we are you know and that's really where you, you're the driver personality you can just give them you know the, almost like this is the result we want and and then I could set the vision, setting a vision for what it was like, and then they say, "Oh, I'll put this together." And all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we're on this path, and we're, we're doing the podcast. So it's almost like a real life example. I do like to draw on a lot of examples. That's what I know. And Lee wasn't actually prepared. I mean, I asked that question, so we so we did a little prep, prep before the podcast, but he actually didn't realise I was going to ask him that question. So 
this is genuine stuff you're getting across here and this is what I'd like to do and bring it through to the podcast for you guys um so ultimately sort of sort of recapping back really it is really thinking about you and what you can and can't control um so it's not wasting your energy on the outcomes it's what it's making focus your energies on the process of doing it um so it's just really those types of things and what we're trying to achieve so don't focus on those results because those results are going to come as I said with this podcast we don't know what's going to happen um so I've had come people come back to me as a result of coaching they've not done the coaching so in coaching and we talk about earlier how I coach people and things like that you know when I coach people they're responsible for the results so but before I'd say I really want them to do well and there'd be a lot of hanging on oh, I really want to do well but you know I have to re- regain that energy and say actually this is down to them and then when I come back and revisit those action points, what actually did happen, and drill into those. And you can use the same technique. So what was the reason you carry out? I don't like to use why questions too much because they're quite judgmental. It can, re- can result in quite a defensive approach. But you can use sometimes depending on what context you're using them. So it's really important to encourage people to, to be trustful with you, to explain why those things didn't happen, um, and see what happens from there. Um, so again, in that, with the, just with the coaching yeah. example, and just to kind of, I suppose, reiterate on those points, and like you said, would not be into getting too caught up in the outcome and what people mm. do but like you said it, it's the process of doing it mm. so you say sometimes you give coaching advice to people and they do it sometimes they don't follow through on that a lot of times they'll still come back to you and like you said you, you don't put your energy into either fixating on the fact that they must go off and do these things or that you know they haven't done them like you said it's more than exploring what their mindset is and trying to steer them on the right path and again not controlling the outcome mm. but just influencing that as it goes yeah. so, so does that help you deal with the as you can get with everything but the stress you might get from coaching people when the results might not be there yeah because you you want them to achieve but ultimately coaching means they have the answer you don't have it they have it um so you know you're not advising them you're sort of like saying well i can suggest this to you i could provide mentorship ultimately they have to if, if they think it's great they'll take it on board if they won't they won't and so it's really just letting go of those outcomes and just dealing with the outcomes when they bring it back to you. And that could be anything in life. You could be a parent and your, your child doesn't do whatever or you could be a, a co-worker or your, your your team. And this is you just need to be authentic with them and, and be have a trust space where you can work through those things. And because you recognise that you've not got control specifically over them, you can start to talk honestly and openly about the reasons why those things didn't happen absolutely and i think that's that's the key message of all of this and i i still you know there was a revelation point at some point for me in the past again i can't picture exactly where it was but i know there was a time when this whole concept of control and what is inside my control and what is outside of my control i'm focusing more that on my reactions than expectations on other people mm. really changed my mentality and how I looked at it. And again, it really helped escalate my growth because I was really focusing more on how I was in situations than trying, you know, having what I suppose were unrealistic expectations or expectations people didn't even know they yeah. had on them yeah. in their situations. And again, that's, you know, that's really what we hope people take from this today as part of this this personal growth journey that people are going on. Yeah. And I think that you had another key point about expectations. Like They're not going to know what your expectations are. Unless Absolutely. you tell them your expectations, they're not going to know. I think there's a lot of what leaders do, or even as parents do, we, we don't explain clearly what the expectations are. And sometimes that leads to that 
that thing of not carrying out because even though you gave them instructions or you had a meeting about what the outcomes were, they didn't really realise what they were meant to deliver to you or deliver the outcomes, and that's what happened. Absolutely, uh, yes, I've recognised that in the past about myself with things mm-hmm. where you know if, a, a lot of people, and I see this in other people now as much as I see it in myself, where people have certain things that are important to them and not important to mm-hmm. them that you know built up for all different reasons over time. But quite often we will instinctively push those values out onto everyone else and expect everyone to see those things in the same way, which, again, is something you, you can't control and you can't influence. And when, again, you start to let go of that stuff and focus more on your reaction to stuff than other people's, it yeah, really kind of helps put you in the right headspace. I certainly find it as a, a really good way to help, again, with kind of internal you know stress coping mechanisms and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's, it's really important. So... And when you come back to control, and again, people are going to see things differently. You know, Lee's obviously revealed that he's a driver. I'm more um, reflective. I, I sort of dial up my activist sometimes, um, where you know, I sort of jump in, i.e. the last six months I've jumped in. But, I you think know, that side of you certainly come out, and that's why we're sitting here today, I think. Uh, yeah, that. I cannot believe it. Um, so the other thing on control I want to talk about was people don't like to be controlled. You know, if I say, right, um, I want you to do this, I'll do it now. What do you think the reaction is going to be? They're going to they're going to want to rebel. Um, people don't want to be. People want to have control over what they do because yes. they have that control. So you sort of saying to them, "I want you to do this in a really controlling way and not giving them any scope to con- to almost like have ownership over that piece." They're going to be rebelling each other. They're going to undermine you. They're going to go and find others to support them and and, and take you out. Um, so it's important to understand that. You know, people don't like to be controlled. Even if it's subtle, they recognise it. Don't you know? Don't try and disguise it. You know that you're wasting your energy because ultimately they made you up to a point. But then there's going to be that point where they're going to, you know, come around and realise, and they're not going to do anything you do because they recognise you're trying to control them. No, I think you're absolutely right. People need to feel, in, you know, in control of their own lives and their own yeah. destinies. And I, for me, a thing I've learned over time is when you're kind of, if you're setting goals or objectives or performance drivers for other people it's really important that you set them around what the outcome is supposed to be and give them you know boundaries and parameters but then let them find their own way through them to the outcome rather than prescribing very specific you know very specific things to people in a very specific way Mm -hmm. and you get a much better result by having a bit of trust in people finding their way there and giving them a bit of guidance and supports and again knowing where the boundaries are rather than you know their whatever they've got to do for you is a very step-by-step robotic process because as you said it's human instinct to rebel against that sort of thing and also you kind of stifle people's own creativity Mm. and own development and you might get a certain level of performance from people when you do that if you're someone who's in that sort of world you'll you'll perform to a level but if you give people a bit of room to to grow and experiment i find you get you get a lot more from people i know i certainly prefer Mm. whatever i'm doing to be in that sort of world than one again that is really tightly tightly controlled Mm. which again is an example of where you pushing out those control expectations Mm. to people Mm. or you know where i've been on the receiving end of the control expectations Mm. it doesn't create a comfortable world and actually quite often so it gives you the opposite of what you're looking for in the long term yeah i totally agree with you and and of course there's certain issues you know certain times when you know you do have to give specific instructions if someone's got that level of skill that that they need you know instructions that's fine but as you get to know them you then let them go gradually and gradually yeah and, and that is a bit of the art of delegation and you just look at the results and you come back and you examine with them and you say okay what happened there and you're quite right if you, again, set you bring up, him in on that rather than just 
controlled it again controlled yeah. it for it keep coming back to that word but that is what it is yeah and you bring them back in a room yes. have an honest conversation but a, a conversation where they can feel safe um i think that's you know uh, you know that's another type another conversation the conversation of fear that's, a, that's, that's another whole conversation but making sure you have those trust spaces because the more someone trusts you the more they're going to want to help you achieve the outcomes that you desire you're working collaboratively which is an important word um, when you're sort of you know trying to discuss objects you allow them the scope to sort of go outside what they need to do but within certain parameters so you can make sure you you know that, that it's achieved um so it's really uh, i think it's really hit the nail on the head and i hope this is really sort of giving you a new perspective on control really so um, i've got a couple of things that um i can mention to you um so i've got a little bit of a plan should we go with the plan absolutely you think? so this is it so you know we always like to give someone um, you guys something to take away so yeah. what have you got for us this week Joe so it's a uh, four step plan um, so number one just recognise what you have control over and we've talked about it the answer's in the podcast guys okay um, but just try it out I want you to really just go out there in the world and think okay what do I really have control over think about that um, and, and record it you know and, and maybe sort of you know, journal it and we'll, we'll talk about that number two let go of the outcome. We talked about throughout the podcast. Let go of the outcomes. You've got the intention, but remember, be flexible. Don't waste your energy looking for that specific outcome because it's more likely than not going to happen. And Lee talked around flexibility. So if you give people a bit of flexibility, it might not be what you expected, but you're letting people to grow. And it'll probably make it better in the end because they're not going to keep coming back to you and wasting your time. You're going to be more effective. So again, don't waste your, outside, out, out your, sorry, your energy on the outcomes. Number three, minimise the downside to any planning. So if you, you do need specific outcomes and control, just minimise the downside as much as you can, but recognise that you can't eliminate all the risk. And if you do have people you have to report to, or you've got to report to your wife or your, your husband or your partner, just recognise, tell them to say, look, I've done this, but I, this, could, this could be a risk around this, but I think we should go with it because I think it's going to benefit that person, it's going to benefit whatever outcome you're going to be having. And it's, and it's growth again. That's what we talk about, growth all the time. And number four, Whatever the results are, have those conversations. We talked about it right at the end of this podcast. Lee was talking about get those people in the room, get those people, sit down next to them and, and talk about what those results are and what happened and drill deeper into those behaviours and things that maybe they're not aligned to. What was the reason they didn't carry out those instructions? It may be about the expectations that we talked about, you know, because you might think they already know the expectations and they don't know the expectations. So make that clear. Get to know your people. Get to know them really well so you can then, you know, Look at those results and help them get better results. Um, and that'll help you. And, be, and your life will be much less stressful when you let go of that control. There's some good stuff there, Joe. As you say, this isn't, you know, it's an easy thing to like into a workplace environment. But this, this, those steps is something you can do in almost every interaction you have mm -hmm. in life, isn't it? So every yeah. time you're, you're speaking with someone, someone um, you're having a discussion about what you need to achieve with something, um, someone's bringing something to you. Like you said, it's all about those, those steps um, recognizing what's going on, not trying to be very specific about how you expect someone to react to those sort mm. of things, um, and then, like I said, you can you minimize that downside. And as, as is important with everything, you review off the back end of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think it's because I say my head always goes to workplace with that. But I think it goes this goes through every interaction you have with anybody at any stage, doesn't it? And I think you found that when we had these conversations, we had these conversations before. You can actually apply it to every these. 
these podcasts or the coaching is applicable to everything. It's, it's, you just adjust it to your situation. So I've said family, I've said work. You can say friendships because when you try and control friendships, what tends to happen? People don't like control. They get you know they get fearful and they and they they're going to push away from you. And so don't try and control. Just, just be with them and be genuine. Again, going back to you know the previous podcast of three, be genuine, be authentic, and people will come with you. And provided you've got good reasons and good genuine um, intentions behind what you're doing. Excellent. Thank you, Joe. We hope you listening have got some um, good advice out of this again. As always, we would love to hear what you think. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Listen2IN. That's Listen, T-O-I-N. Joe is at JN Coaching Tech. Um, any feedback, really, really welcomed. Um, you can contact us through those mechanisms. Joe's got um, contact forms and email address on yeah. his website. Yeah. Um, don't forget to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to us. Spread the word, friends, family, co-workers, whoever it is. If you found this beneficial, we'd love them to find it beneficial too. Um, and we will be back again with you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Really appreciate it. It's Inspiration Nation. I'll catch you guys later.